Hi, welcome back to the Full Court Press. That's Eric France and Amaje Salveson. We're going to move aside from the football talk of Utah State. As they're, again, they're in a bye week. Utah State basketball is getting ready to rev up uh, their uh, their camp, and they'll get their season started on October 27th in an exhibition game. But now it's time to head to the fields, the wheats and fields, the hills. I don't know what to say here or how to present what they're out in the country. There we go. It is the cross-country head coach, Artie Golden, here joining us on the Full Court Press. Coach, thanks so much for your time. How are you? Uh, doing good. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. No, nah, it's, it's great to have you, Coach. So is this your fifth year as a head coach and seventh year overall at Utah State? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. You know, it's crazy. I was reading through your, I was looking through your biography. I was, I was stalking you a little bit. Uh, you guys, as a team last year, earned its best ever finish at the NCAA Division One Cross Country National Championships. Uh, your 21st rank, 351 points, placed 11th overall. Uh, that was uh, that was the, that was the best ever since uh, the 16th place finish in 19. Uh, and you beat 15 ranked teams, including 10 that were ranked ahead of you guys. What has been the transition as you guys have continued that success from last year? Going into this year, where do you credit that success? Well, I think when I when I took over, um, we had never, as a team, either the men or the women, qualified for an NCAA championship, um, and and that I wanted to change that. I grew up uh, around the sport. My dad was track and cross country coach at Bucknell University, and that was his focus. His focus, and I saw that you know throughout my you know, pretty much my entire childhood was, was get, try and get teams to, to NCAAs. And, uh, I felt at Utah state that we should be, we should be able to do that. And so we, you know, implemented some, you know, uh, I guess a vision of, of doing that. And then some expectations that would, that would go along with that to, to try and raise the bar and, and, get both teams to to a level where we could do that and uh you know fortunately in uh in that process we had a good group of leaders in you know 2016 2017 that really caught the vision and 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 took it and ran with it and so for me back back then a few years ago it was just a matter of I guess getting getting the team pointed in the right direction, and then we had some great leaders that uh, you know that that took control and 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 did the rest. And so um, you know, and then 2017 we had both teams qualify, and we've just tried to keep building keep building from there. And you know, in terms of recruiting, developing, uh, and continuing to have guys and girls on the team that that embrace the the vision of qualifying for NCAA championships. And coach, I was actually going to ask you about that, uh, about recruiting and developing. What what do you look for when you're out there on the recruiting trail to bring somebody onto your squad? Well, I think first we we try and find you know good academic kids. Um, you know that's usually fairly easy with distance runners. Distance runners, you know, stereotypically are are good academically, so we don't have to worry about um, that too much. Um, but I think oftentimes success in the classroom will translate into into success as a distance runner, and, and then we also look at uh, improvement uh, improvement over you know their high school uh, their high school period because if you know we can get a a, a good hardworking kid that um, has improved in high school, um, if that improvement continues, um, then we could have uh, a pretty 
pretty special college athlete, and and that's that's kind of what what you what you would have seen over the past you know four to five years with the kids that have been on our team team and uh, you know especially the all americans that we've had um you know really in terms of the all americans that we've had only one uh was a super standout high school high school athlete clay lamborn who who ran the 800 for us but all of the all of the rest of of our all americans have been you know kids that were good in high school but but nothing super special and they came in and worked really, really hard and, and got better and, and improved. So I think that improvement aspect, uh, the improvement curve that we see throughout the, their high school years is really important to us as, as during the recruiting process. Coach, what is the leap like from high school to college in cross country in regards of training and distance running? Is it a big leap or is it, can it be a smooth transition? Um, we try and make it as smooth a transition as possible. What we do in terms of uh, uh, our training is after when when we have kids, you know, coming in as freshmen, after their outdoor season is finished, we'll talk to all of them uh, individually to try and and get an idea of what their training has been like and what they're used to, so that we build a you know kind of a a summer training system for them that that suits them um we don't have we don't have kids come in and say okay everybody has to run you know this amount of miles per week because you know some kids would get hurt really fast because they they wouldn't be prepared for it and other kids would be bored because maybe they're used to to doing more so so we try and get a gauge of you know what each kid is uh is used to and then build a plan for them uh based off of based off of that as they they go through their summer training so so it we we definitely you know um have them take a a few steps up uh in terms of the training but uh hopefully for for all of them it's it's not an overwhelming uh number of steps how many miles are your kids running in a typical week when you get into (laughs) season oh so for the guys we have we you know probably in, in, for our cross country team, we have uh, kids running 60 miles a week, and then we have kids running north of 100 miles a week, and and then everywhere and uh, everywhere in between 60 to a, to to 100. And then for the ladies, um, we have uh, we're that that range is probably about 35 uh, up to 70, 75. Coach, uh, can you hang with them still? Do you still got it in you? Oh, no, no, no. I, uh, I, I just try. I just try and, and stay in good enough shape so that uh, I can make it from point to point on the cross country course during the races and and yell for them. But no, I, I can't. Uh, I can't run with them even in my dreams anymore. <laughs> hey, coach. Speaking of the course here, uh, Utah State has a beautiful uh, Steve and Donna Reader cross country course uh, here just north of campus. You guys are hosting. Uh, a big race uh, this weekend. Uh, explain, like, who's coming, who participates in that, and how the general public can come and uh, participate as well. Yeah, so we have, um, you know, this is the this is the time of the year that uh, you know we we travel to uh, some some bigger meets. We went to Pennsylvania last week. We went to Wisconsin, or we're going to Wisconsin next week, and and a lot of the schools and the, the other schools in the area 
we'll do the same thing. But, you know, unfortunately, we can't bring our entire teams with us. And so we want to give, give all of our athletes the opportunity to race um, against good competition. And so that's what, um, that's what this meet, you know, tomorrow is, is all about, is, is giving those kids, um, you know, that, that weren't able to travel to Pennsylvania last week the the opportunity to race and and potentially earn a spot to to travel to wisconsin uh next next week and so the the teams that we have coming um i believe the byu women are are scheduled to to come and uh U, the U, university of utah women uh both the the weber state men and women are bringing some folks up um and then uh the college of idaho uh is bringing both their teams I believe Westminster is bringing their men's team, and then uh, UNLV is is traveling up from Vegas with with their women's team, and uh, and so for for us and and I, I think Weber State and the University of Utah and, and BYU, the the focus of of the meet is is similar to us, where you know give give the kids the opportunity to compete that that weren't able to you know to travel uh, to the previous meet and. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it's great because we'll have, you know, the College of Idaho, Westminster, UNLV, uh, bringing, bringing some of their best kids and, and, you know, giving us good competition to run against. Uh, in terms of, uh, coming out to the meet, uh, uh, the men start at, at 3 p.m. and the women start at 3.45. Like you said, the, the course is, is just north of 1400, just north of 1400 north. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really fan-friendly course where you can stand in one place and and see most of the race, and so that that's really a benefit. And uh, you know, hopefully the the weather will hold out tomorrow, and it won't be uh, it won't be too junky, uh, so that people can come and enjoy the race and and not get uh, cold and wet. Hey, Coach, uh, two questions. First one: How does now you brought up the weather situation? How do you adjust as a runner in running in in bad conditions? Uh, is there a way you can adjust that or you just got to deal with it? Um, I think you deal to, to a degree, you just deal with it. Uh, I mean, our kids are training outside all of the time. Um, you know, really the, you know, throughout the entire winter, winter too. I mean, most of the time they're, they're outside, you know, outside running cause it, it would get super boring running, you know, 10, 12, 14 miles, you know, inside or, or on a treadmill. So, um, you know, they just, they put clothes, put more clothes on when it gets cold. Uh, you know, when it's raining, you know, just try and wear, um, try and wear the rain gear and, um, and then make, make the best of it. When it, when it's crappy weather conditions like that, our focus for them is just when they get back, um, you know, just trying to get dry and warm as, as quick as possible so that, you know, we, we try and minimize thicknesses and, and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, in 1989, my dad was one of the USA uh, coaches at the World Cross Country Championships, and it was held in Stavanger, Norway. And uh, oh he told me that, uh, you know, he heard the, the Norwegian folks because the weather was, I think, super crappy there. And um, people were complaining about it. And the Norwegians told him, uh, and others, something to the effect of there's no bad weather, only bad clothing. So, uh, you know, try and try and get our, our team to, to understand that too and uh, be prepared uh, with the right clothing when it's, 
when it's not ideal weather. And then, Coach, I want to ask you about your women's cross-country team. Through week four, they're ranked seventh in the U.S. Track and Field and Cross-Country Coaches Association poll. Uh, and they're led by Emma Thornley, her second Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week award. She just earned this past week, uh, finished 20th overall uh, with a time of 20:39 and 70 in the 6K race in, uh, in Bethlehem. What have you seen out of her so far, and what is the biggest improvement you've seen out of her too, especially as a freshman? Yeah, I mean, Emma came in with uh, with great credentials. She won the, the 6A uh, Utah State Cross Country Meet um, last uh, last fall. And so, um, you know, she she's continued uh, to improve and has done a great job for us. She put in a lot of work uh, this summer and and has really uh, and has really excelled, um, you know, running running with the other girls on the team. And um, it's it's uh it's been great because you know having having her and a couple of other freshmen um on the traveling squad really you know makes the 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 team that much stronger um their goal as a team is to to qualify for NCAAs and uh you know Emma and the the other freshmen have done a great job so far in uh helping them do the things that uh they need to do to to make it to NCAAs beating Georgetown uh, last week at uh, uh, the Paul Short run was was huge because um, more than likely um, Georgetown will get one of the two automatic bids out of the out of the Mid Atlantic region for NCAA's and so having having beat them will uh, will greatly strengthen um, you know us in our attempt to get to NCAA's but. At the same time, we we have a huge opportunity next week at Wisconsin, and uh, the ladies are gonna gonna need to step up again and, and run well there. And you got some uh, some great upperclassmen too, Katie Haviland, Bailey Brinkerhoff. I mean, you've got uh, Mika Rivera, some others that have have run well and did a nice uh, race there in Pennsylvania. So would that you've got some young runners doing some nice things, but you also got some upperclassmen that are setting the tone. Just wh- how, what kind of uh, you talked about the leadership and and trying to develop the, the 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 runners that you do have. What I guess gratification does that give you when you see them kind of evolve into some of the top pacers and runners in the country when they have races like this? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's extremely it's extremely gratifying. Uh, Katie has Katie was part of the the 2017 team that went to to NCAA's, but she wasn't. Um, able to be one of the girls that traveled to NCAAs, and so um, she's really been on a mission since then to to get back. And it was great for her to to qualify last year individually, and she ran a great way, great race at NCAAs. Um, you know, coming you know just a couple of seconds away from um, from earning you know all American status. And you know, her mission in coming back this uh, this year was to get. Or is to get the team there to, to have the team experience what uh, what she experienced last year and um, and you know the other girls uh, have really caught hold of that Mika Bailey um, you know they've all done a great job and um, you know having that having that goal and um, you know pretty much you know running themselves through a wall uh, to try and make sure that they all accomplish it. And then on the men's side, uh, senior Caleb Garnica. I mean, he's been having himself a season. He was recognized as the Mountain West Cross Country Male Athlete of the Week. Uh, talk about what, what kind of impact he's having so far uh, this season, and uh, with the other runners on that uh, men's side. 
Yeah, Caleb is, you know, he's he's been fantastic. Uh he's one of he was one of the one of the two guys along with Mark Crandall that uh, the guys elected uh as their captains this year. So, um, you know, he Caleb's doing a great job in leading the team in in all respects. Um and so his run at uh at Paul Short last week was uh was really good uh and bodes well for the rest of the season because Caleb is the kind of runner that, you know, usually his performances will, will build, uh, throughout the season. Um, and you know, he has historically, he, he has had his best races, um, during the championship part of the season. So for him to, to win last week that, you know, that, you know, signifies probably some really good things coming, uh, in the next month or so. And, uh, the other guy, you know, Cameron Todd had a really great race uh, at Paul Short. In terms of the, our team execution, um, you know, we, we didn't execute the race plan collectively, uh, you know, how we, how we had hoped. We had some bad luck uh, in terms of, you know, one of our guys, uh, Bridger, who was uh, leading, supposed to lead the team out um, and put us in position. Uh, he went down at the... Uh, about 1,200 meters into the race and kind of got trampled. Um, and so that was a little bit of bad luck. But the That doesn't sound guys pleasant. Regroup. <laughs> What's that? I said that doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, especially when you're in a race with 380 people. And, uh, you know, usually when you go down, you know, people can get up pretty quick and it, it's not too big of a deal. But Bridger was like, I was just, I kept trying to get up and people kept stepping on me oh. and, uh, and so forth. So yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't a fun experience for him, but you know, the, the guys regrouped fairly well. Um, you know, we, we just need some other guys, uh, you know, to really step up for the guys to be able to, to do what they, what they want to do this year. Um, you know, Caleb and Cameron ran really well. Um, and we need, uh, we need some other guys next week to, to follow suit in Wisconsin and, um, you know, but it's a, it's a great opportunity for them. I, I think there's like 19 or 20 teams that are ranked nationally that'll be racing in Wisconsin next week. So it'll be a fantastic meet. Head cross country coach Artie Golden of Utah State joins us here on the full court press. Eric France and Amaje Salveson. Uh, coach, forgive me of my ignorance as I ask this question, but how do you guys do the NCAA tournament qualifications? Is that by team or is that by runner? Uh, both. And so um, there are nine re- there are nine regions across the country. Uh, we're in the mountain region. Um, every every region gets two automatic teams that qualify. Um, so that's eighteen uh, of the teams, and then there are thirteen at large teams um, that get selected. And the method that they use basically is you know a quantitative system where. Um, they put all of the, the third-place teams in each region up on the board, and the team that has beaten the most of the, the, the 18 automatic qualifiers already in the meet then gets that, the first at-large spot. And, and so our, um, our region has traditionally been very strong. Um, you know, we've gotten six up to seven teams from our region in, um, in the NCAA meet. And so, you know, those years that we have gotten seven teams, that means five of the 13 at-large bids came from, came from our, our one region. Mm-hmm. And so, 
Um, so that's what, you know, we're, we're looking for again, you know, this year, uh, right now, um, it's looking like for the ladies, most likely six or seven teams, um, will put themselves in position to, uh, to make it to NCAAs and the guys, um, you know, right now, probably it's, it's looking like five or six. So, um, so that's how the, the team, uh, system works. And then for, uh, the individuals, um, Four individual, the top four individuals that aren't on a team that qualifies in each region um, get to go to, to NCAAs. Coach, I wanted to ask you more about the mental aspect of this sport and that it's on paper you can look at it and say, well, whoever runs the fastest wins. And there's certainly some logic to that but how you get there is, there's a lot of different strategy to accomplish that uh in long distance races you guys will run in packs uh somebody will set a pace uh somebody will move ahead i mean there's a lot of different strategies to it i don't i'm not going to pretend to that i understand how it all works but for those who may not be as familiar with co- uh, running a cross-country race as a team how do you execute that and try to get your best runners across the finish line with the fastest times? Yeah, we, we sometimes will, uh, well, the, the team as a whole, that's what we, that's what we try to preach is, uh, is running as a team and the, the strength as a team and the, the strength in numbers. Um, I love the, when I was growing up, I, I loved the Chicago Bulls. I imagine that. You know that might get some booze from people uh, in in Utah. But, <laughs> no, uh, no. Why? Why would um, you think that? <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I read a book by by Phil Jackson where he talked about you know that he got the question so many times, how on earth did you get you know guys Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman to, on opposite ends of the spectrum uh, to play together? And uh, really, he said it was it was fairly easy once he got them to to buy into um, this poem from the Jungle Book, Rudyard Kipling wrote, where um, you know the last two two lines are the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. Um, and really talking about that reciprocal relationship, where um, the pack is only as strong as the individual members, but then the pack itself uh, helps make the individual members stronger. Um, and we, we try and talk about that with our team a lot and getting the team to buy into that. And, and they've done a great job of that where, um, it's, it's often easier when, you know, they, they compete and they run together as a pack and they're able to, to set things up and, um, you know, race together that, that, that pack, that the numbers, um, and having their teammates around them will, um, will often make, you know, all of the individual uh, members of the team stronger. And, you know, for the guys, it's an 8K race, so the, the entire team doesn't stay together for the, for the full 8K. But if we can keep the team together for 5 or 6K uh, of the race, and then for the ladies, you know, 4K of the 6K race, um, that just it, it brings huge benefits because, you know, they have that support uh, of their team and, you know, and, and they can they can see their teammates around them and, you know, really become engaged in, you know, running for something bigger than themselves because it hurts. It hurts really bad. And so, you know, being able to have their teammates there and, um, and running for their teammates 
um, running for something bigger than themselves that uh, that oftentimes will will uh, will result in you know guys and, and ladies being able to uh, you know run much harder than if they're if they're just running for themselves and, and their own individual performance. Coach, uh, what are you looking forward to in regards of uh, as you guys get ready for the NCAA championships and such? Uh, what are some of the things you want to see your team improve and get better at? To prepare for those uh, for that big tournament. Uh, well, for for the guys, um, you know that the race plan execution and and having having our pack form um, and and be able to to stay together for that that five six k. Um, you know, we designed a workout uh, that they did on Tuesday to try and uh, help with that in a, in a couple of respects. Um, and so for them, that's really that's really what we're looking for. You know, we have some. Um, you know, big, big meets and, and big stepping stones throughout the season um, over the next month to, to, to lead us to the NCAA meet. But like I said, Wisconsin next week is a, a huge meet. And then after that, we go to the Mountain West Championships. And, you know, the, the guys are, um, you know, have a goal to, to win that like, like they did two years ago. Um, for the ladies, just continuing to, to do what they've done um, and, uh, continuing to, to build their confidence and belief that, you know, that they're a team that, uh, you know, not only has a goal to get to NCAAs, but that they're a team that belongs there. Um, and so for them to have that belief and that confidence uh, grow um, will we'll bring, you know, will pay off huge uh, as we get into these, these bigger championship meets over the course of the next month. He's a head cross-country coach, Artie Golden, here on the Full Court Press. Coach, congratulations on your success this far. Wish you the very best here going forward. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. And good luck with your uh, meet that you host this weekend. Thank you very much, guys.